Hello and welcome to another episode of the Royalos 90 podcast. I'm your host, Eduardo Rosso. And joining me is one of the managing editors from Liverpool Offside, which is a SB Nation blog. It's Stephanie. If you don't remember, or if you didn't listen to our other podcast where we previewed the Club World Cup, she was on it. So, Stephanie, again, thank you for taking the time to just recap this uh, unique match. Yeah, thanks for having me back. I'm glad we could find a time to do this. So, let, let's start with the starting 11 because when we were talking you thought that maybe they'll take a split squad but mm-hmm. i think last week when when they announced the roster it kind of caught me off guard that they were bringing a lot of their you know their big boys and i mean the we'll dive into the starting 11 but i what was your uh, reaction when you found out or read that you know liverpool's bringing most of their regulars Uh, It's been a pretty wild ride in the Liverpool world recently. So the reason that ended up happening, um, I think, is because we were scheduled two matches in two days. So yesterday or on on Tuesday, uh, they played a League Cup game against Aston Villa. And then uh, Wednesday they played in the Club World Cup. So Klopp had to, he got permission to literally split the squad. He chose to prioritize the Club World Cup. He brought all the big guys there, and then the kids completely bombed out of the the League Cup against Aston Villa. So, yeah, once we realized that there were those two games and that nobody was going to get a break, uh, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen. Although, despite that, it was a... That was an awful weird starting 11 he put out. So it still didn't yeah. work out exactly like I thought it would. Yeah, we'll get into that because I know I saw you tweet out if you're having a seizure or something. If uh, <laughs> You're, you're kind of confused why Jordan Henderson was the center back. But uh, do you think, and I talked about this with uh, another Liverpool fan yesterday, but the Mexican League, the FMF, they pushed back our final against Club America to next week. Why doesn't the FA work with Liverpool and say, okay, well, you know what, we'll push back this League Cup and or, you know, just work with them? Um, I I know from from, uh, Premier League fans or or just uh, English football fans, I know the FA is is usually set on their minds just because of TV contracts or TV, um, you know, slots. But do you think the FA should do a better job in just, you know, working with uh, Liverpool in this uh, in this case? I think that the FA, the England football in particular, is just insane with the amount of matches that they force these teams to play. But in this particular case, um, it seems like they did try to somehow uh, to somehow make it work, but they just couldn't uh, because because of how many matches Liverpool have to play, like with the Premier League and the Champions League and everything else. I think that this was the only way, like the what they actually did was allow Klopp to split the teams like that. That was the compromise that was made, that he was allowed to do that and not actually be there to manage the League Cup game and, you know, was able to go to to Qatar. So I think, yeah, I think they, they tried in this particular case. It's just it's it's just so packed that I don't I don't think they could figure out a way to 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 do it. Uh, Klopp was talking about possibly just like giving up on the league cup for a while there until they could finally come up with a solution. He'd actually suggested that they just like drop out, 
Um, and I don't know if that was calling the bluff of the FA to try to get them to compromise and to get something done. But yeah, for a while there, it was just, I mean, we're, we're playing nine games this month. It's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. Just off topic. I just, I guess want to get your opinion on that. Like, what do you, what's just your take on the amount of, you know, football matches that, that English clubs have to play because unlike, you know, the other leagues in Europe, there's like a two week break for Christmas and the new years. And then it resumes in, in January. Yeah. This, this year's the first year that uh, the, the premier league is actually going to get a, a break, which, but it doesn't come until February. So, I mean, we still get this really heavy period. I, I mean, just selfishly, I love it. I love the <laughs> festive period. It's so much fun. It's like soccer all the time. Um, but you definitely see come spring, people are just, they're dropping like flies, you know, yeah. especially when we get the, uh, the international breaks come back when in February or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, you start seeing the legs really going by the time you hit March and April. Yeah, and and just touching on injuries, just heading into the match, you had one of them ruled out for I think it was his thigh or, or something uh, lower body related, and then you mm-hmm. had Virgil Van Dyke do out to to illness, and then most of the you know regular starters were just ready on the bench or the ones that were healthy, but just give me your initial thoughts when you saw that starting eleven. I knew going into it, and, and you forgot, Dejan Lovren also. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, also injured. And I just, I mentioned that because we have literally two uh, two center backs that traveled with them. Uh, so it's Van Dyke and Gomez. And Gomez has been out injured and hasn't been um, in the starting lineup for, for months. So, um, yeah, so we're already really, really, uh, really short in that area. And then... With Van Dyke getting, I don't, you know, if he really is sick or if Klopp just wanted to give him a break and just said it was a sickness, I, I, I don't know what it is. But, yeah, I I I think there was a time when maybe last season they mentioned something about Henderson maybe coming in and, and filling in at center back, but it's never happened before. And it I, I was, and with Milner at, at fullback too, I was staring at the, the lineup going, but, where are the defenders? There's just a thousand midfielders. Where are the defenders in this in this lineup? Uh, it took it took a long time to to make it make sense in my brain, but yeah, it was uh, is wild. So hopefully, I mean, we need Joel Matip is another center back yeah. that's gone. Fabinho is our defensive midfielder, our our main one. He's gone. Adam Lallana was in the six today, and it would it didn't. It didn't go well. Yeah. He, he did not uh, perform there very well. And he's done it a couple times before. It's never gone well. But I guess he held down the fort. But, yeah. Yeah. So so what were your expectations heading into this match? Because we're on our end, we're just on cloud nine. Because uh, it's like, like I was talking. It's really unique. Just because you don't see a CONCACAF team normally play... Uh, a European team in a you know in a competition like it, it's not a friendly it's it's an actual there's something on the line for each club mm-hmm. and so I just wanted to get your thoughts like I know a couple of months ago when we talked you weren't too familiar but I think as just just the other day or, or whatever how much time you got to like maybe watch the Al Saad game or, or or what have you like what did you think of the Monterey club uh I was really impressed by the defense first of all uh 
Salah is not is not an easy man to uh, to man mark. And uh, was it Nicholas Sanchez? Was it back there? Yeah. He was incredible. Um, I almost the defense was so good that I I mean I I never feel bad that Liverpool win, but it was like <laughs> it, it, it felt like. It felt like you guys deserved something more out of that game because that was just like defending for your life. It was really impressive. Uh, the the goalkeeper was made some really great saves. Uh, I had no idea until uh, until I turned on the match that there's a a Funes Mori. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then, a lot of people. And, I saw Twitter and some of them thought it was his his twin brother because right. well, they're twins. Right, and right. somebody thought it was, you know, the one that played for Everton. Ramiro, yeah. Yeah. And just heading into this match, I was kind of worried about Nico Sanchez because I was watching uh, uh, Rafa Benitez's uh, little clip on YouTube the other day where he kind of explains that if you have a so, uh, you know, slow defenders that Liverpool or, you know, the attack can eat you alive. Mm-hmm. And I love Nico Sanchez, but he can be very slow. He can sometimes get caught playing the ball rather than the man. And so I was kind of wary that it, I didn't know Sané was going to come off the bench. I, I, I thought that, you know, the those just the attacking trio that they would they would eat him alive just because Benitez was like, yeah, Liverpool play with the pace. They, they have a ton of speed. And I was just like, oh, no, this is this can get ugly if, if uh, they decide to use their speed. But when I saw that starting 11, I was like, OK, um, they're not going to rely on their speed, right? Um, but still, I what for me, I I just I, I was heavily just worried on the defense. I was hoping that they would they would be able to hold up, and they did for n- almost ninety minutes into stoppage mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. how did when you saw Liverpool, you know, form an attack? I know Salah was was Salah. He he pretty much made the the assist to Naby Keita. But mm-hmm. how did you think they were going to attack or just what were your, you know, reaction again when you saw that, you know, attacking trio? Yeah, I at first I uh, I was interested to see because we had um, Oxley Chamberlain and Shakiri uh, both playing, so I wasn't sure who's was going to play farther forward. I think it ended up being Shakiri who was uh, in the front three. Uh, Divac Origi. Um, He's more of like a traditional number nine where we're used to playing with Bobby Firmino as our, our usual starter, who's more of like a uh, a deeper, he plays deeper and, and comes in. But so I, I expected a more direct attack just to be able to complement Origi and his strengths. Um, but I don't know. I thought, I thought that Salah and Kaita played really well together. I mean, they honestly... Uh, Kaita's been with us for a while, but they they haven't had much opportunity to gel together because of injuries and because Kaita has found it really difficult to um, work his way into the team. So uh, that that was interesting, uh, like a little taste of what they could actually become if he really gets some playing time in. Uh, honestly, it was it was a little underwhelming though, and I don't know how much of that was just the the weird setup the. Um, people that were unfamiliar with each other playing. I'm not really unfamiliar, but a a different formation, or if it was just that defense that was honestly really ready for, uh, really ready for us. Yeah, I, 
I want to say it was our defense. I mean, <laughs> uh, Vagnoni, he's played in Europe. He, he came over from AC Milan. Stefan Medina, he's regularly a call-up for the Colombian national team. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, I lo- we, here's the thing. I love Stefan Medina. I, he, he has, like, a cult following within uh, our little circle. We just I, I feel like he's underappreciated in North America and South America, just in Latin America in general. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he's really great. And then you had uh, Cesar Montes. Uh, 22-year-old uh, Mexican, and then obviously Nico Sanchez. Uh, up in the back line, we're, and I, I guess we'll we'll dive into this uh, as we uh, wrap up the match, but I think our back line is really, really good. It's just the, the, the substitutes. When it comes to that, uh, we're, we're a little thin uh, when it comes to the quality. But let's talk about Liverpool's back line. As we mentioned, Jordan Henderson was in the back. How did you think he did and, and just the rest of the defense? I mean, he did fine. The, the reason why uh, you were talking about um, the uh, Liverpool like attacking with pace, I mean, the reason why that was you didn't see that much is because we had you know Henderson and Milner back there, where usually it would be Van Dyke and Trent Alexander Arnold, who's this you know a speedster. So yeah, I think Henderson did fine. I mean, he's not a center back. He played. He didn't have any egregious errors. He did exactly what he had to do. That's what he always does. He's mm-hmm. our captain. He, if you tell him to do a job, he'll just, you know, he'll do it. So yeah, he, he performed adequately. I'm not gonna, you know, petition for him to take that spot from now on. <laughs> but it was fine. I'm getting. I'm. It's frustrating to me that James Milner is basically our only backup um, in for fullback, yeah. left or right. Because he's ju- he just doesn't have the pace to do what we have to do. I mean, he can, he does a job. He's he's fine. He's a, he's a technically gifted player. He's very professional. He's he's getting older, but he's still really fit. But he just he's not quick enough. And our play re- re- uh, relies so much on on those wingers just mm-hmm. being fast and contributing to the attack and. It just every time he's there, it seems to slow us down. I mean, and then, and if you notice, as soon as Trent Alexander Arnold came on, and it was what like the 80th minute or something, it was immediately evident how how much better suited he is to that to that yeah. role. So it was it was a little frustrating. It was good to see Joe Gomez back there. He has had hadn't had a mm, he hasn't had a much much playing time recently and it's nice to see him get back into it especially since we're going to be having to rely on him a lot mm-hmm. with all the injuries and he I think he did well Robertson is usually wonderful uh I think he got kind of I think he got outplayed honestly today he wasn't as impressive as he usually is and maybe that's just because Alexander Arnold wasn't on the other side to work with him but uh overall I think if we're talking about def- defense, Allison was our best. Yeah, uh, I was going to mention that. Yeah. Uh, but before we talk about Allison, uh, the first goal, um, what did you make of it? Because I, I, when I, I was listening to it on, on TalkSport, mm-hmm. and as soon as, uh, from, from what I was just getting from the audio that the, that the commentators were saying, I thought um, Monterey, they, they came out yeah, just trying to give them uh, Liverpool their best punch. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it was going to be backbreaking because they couldn't get that first goal. And then you just seen, or I just heard a Salah to Keita. Oh. And yeah, it was one nothing. And that, I felt like a backbreaker just because we exhorted so much energy in those like first 10, 15 minutes. And then, you know, Liverpool gets the first goal. So did you think, okay, 
Liverpool can control this and, and either just hold yes. on to that lead or do you think that they were going to be able to just add on to it? No, I thought I, that would, I mean, did you, have you seen it? Did you see the goal played back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, beautiful. Like the, that that pass from Salah just slices through everybody and it pitch perfect. Oh my gosh, it's gorgeous. Um, yeah, when, when you see Salah do that, I mean, you can't help it. If, if you have Mohamed Salah on your team and you see him do something like that, it's like, okay, this is it. You know, we're going to, this is just the beginning. We're going to keep going from here. So it was a real gut punch. Uh, to concede, and especially in that way, a couple yeah. minutes later, it was. I and, and it was the defense. I mean, it was. They're, they're just. They don't have that configuration. Those players just. They didn't get it out of the box. It was. That was embarrassing. But. Yeah, I, I had really thought like, all right, we're gonna get another one. We're gonna get. We know maybe we could get two. Maybe we can get three in this first half. And that is that is not what happened. Yeah. Because I. What our manager likes to do sometimes, he'll exhort a lot of energy, and you kind of, kind of saw, and you kind of saw it towards the end of the game where they were just running out of gas. Yeah, and and that's kind of led to the second goal. But just th- those first 20, 30 minutes where I- I'm looking at the shots on goal, or it's just Monterey's having more shots on goal, more shots in total. They look better. Oh, th- yeah. they were the better team in the first half. They were the better team. Yeah, and so when I, I was just blown away uh, i don't know how much they would they were going to be able to keep this up and so i was kind of disappointed that they couldn't get that that second goal after tying it a couple minutes later and it was all due in part to mostly allison i was and, gonna say you got you got allison yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, I i'll just let you go on but just you know he was a man of the match obviously too yeah just give me your glowing review of of allison uh against monterey I'm trying to like form more. He, he was he did such a great job. I mean, and what's so great about it is that you know he hasn't. He's just recently returned to the squad, and Adrian is was our um, our backup, and he did a fine job. I mean, he we did well under him, but Allison is just a, a step above. I mean, he seems to just magically know where to go, and obviously it's not magic; it's training. But it's sort of preternatural the way that he can just get his fingertips. Oh, that, yeah, that fingertip save where he just knocks it right out. Oh, it was beautiful. The the whole, the whole match. I mean, it, honestly, <laughs> it could have been, it could have been bad for us. <laughs> and he really could have, if he hadn't been there. And that's what I kind of want to ask next. Like how like worried were you, especially in that first half where the it, pretty half. much they were all dependent on, on Allison to make that, that save for them. Well, you know, the the thing about us is that as we're as we're not doing well in that first half, in my in the back of my head, I'm thinking there's Sadio Mane on the bench, there's Roberto Firmino on the bench, there's Trent Alexander Arnold on the bench. You know, it, it always feels like I, I, I'm biased, but Liverpool is the best team in the world right now, and it feels like we have so much firepower. It was almost unfair that as you guys were getting tired, we're bringing on you know, two of the top 10, you know, Ballon d'Or finalists to come in as, as the, our, as our subs, you know? So, um, and maybe not top 10, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) yeah. So it, it always feels like at least this season, I can not always, but it, this season, it always feels like there's a chance, you know, even when, even when, um, 
things look like, oh, like what's going on? I, this isn't going the way it should be. So it's like, okay, they're, they're going to figure it out. Klopp's going to do something. There's going to be a configuration change. Someone's going to come in. Someone's going to have some magical moment that's just going to make everything work. And I mean, so far it's, it's, it's always happened that way. So yeah. Uh, I, no, go ahead. Sir. Yeah. But, but you guys were, you gave us a run for, for money. I don't think anyone, and I can tell you for certain, at least the people on my Twitter timeline were not expecting the match that you guys gave us. It was, it was like a, it was a heart stopper for a while there. And, uh, Really impressive. Yeah. And I get, before we go into how everything broke down at the end, let, let's talk about the, I guess, the more entertaining part between the <laughs> the end of the first half and the middle of that uh, second half, I think it was, where uh, both managers kind of went at it for, unless Jurgen Klopp knows uh, uh, Spanish. I'm not sure if uh, Mohamed knows English or German. <laughs> so... It was just, I guess they just relied on the on the visual uh, mocking aspects. But Mohamed was asking for, a, I think it was a, a yellow card or a red card. Um, I think it was on Joe Gomez, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Joe Gomez. Yeah, and and then uh, I think and it kind of ca- it was captured in time with that picture where you see Mohamed asking for the ref, you know, with this hand raising for a card, mm-hmm. and then you see Jurgen Klopp uh, just mockingly uh, do the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. And so I kind of want to ask your reaction to that when you saw that. And then who would win in a hypothetical fight? Uh, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> I actually, I had to watch the game after it aired. So I'd, I'd seen all about it on Twitter. And I, as I was watching, I was like, when's it going to happen? What's it going to happen? <laughs> and you just, I love stuff like that. I mean, it, as long as it doesn't get, you know, anyone kicked out or whatever, it was entertaining. Um Klopp, he's he's known for being very temperamental on the on the touchline, so it's not particularly surprising. Although he doesn't seem, I mean, he kind of like blows his gasket. You know, there's all those gifts and stuff of him just mm-hmm. looking like yeah. bright red face, screaming with those giant teeth. Um, but he doesn't. He he always just seems like when when you're talking, well, like I talk to him, but in in interviews, he just seems like a kind of chill guy. So I don't know. I feel like. I feel like he's all bark and no bite. Now <laughs> I feel like if if it came down to it, there there'd be there'd be trouble, especially with Big Verge not there to you know have his back. <laughs> and and let's just talk about the ending before we go. Uh, as a PSG fan, I do not like Roberto Firmino because he's broken my heart uh, last sure. year in the group stage, sure. where I was thinking. Okay, PSG is going to walk away with a 2-2 draw, especially since our midfield was not a midfield. It was, you know, constructed with construction paper. And <laughs> then Bobby Firmino, I think it was stoppage time or like right near stoppage time, scores the game winner. And fast forward a year and mm-hmm. some months later, uh, Firmino does it again. <laughs> Pressure of dreams. Yeah, so uh, I, I guess I just want to ask like, how did you see both Mane and Firmino impact, you know, when they came on and just uh, your reaction to that uh, game-winning goal? Uh, unsurprising, especially since I, I believe the assist came from Trent Alexander-Arnold, who, like I said, as soon as he came on, just changed the whole uh, just the whole way they, they were playing. Firmino has actually been... He's been getting a lot of criticism. He hasn't scored a lot. He hasn't been playing that well. So 
I wasn't surprised, but it was also a feeling of relief when when he scored that goal because we really want to see him getting back to um, his his best, you know. Mm-hmm. And Mane is just is just Sadio Mane. He's fantastic. The last two seasons, I think he's been our best player consistently. Um, you could never be surprised by his impact. He's insanely smart. He always makes the best runs. He's so fast and so precise. He's amazing. Yeah, no, it, it just felt like when they, like you, you said earlier, it just felt like we were, we and like I said, we were running out of gas just because we don't have that type of depth. Sure. We, we, we exhausted all our energy in that first half to try to at least get the second goal. And, and uh, it was kind of a, not a defeatist attitude, but it's like, oh, damn, well, here comes Sané, here comes Firmino, and it's just yeah. like, okay, when we take out, uh, uh, I know they made the substitution when they took out Montes for, for Layun, and mm-hmm. Layun's a great player and everything, but, uh, you know, age is, you know, you can't fight age, but even then, some people were criticizing him. I think that it was just a, a better play than that. I just have to give more credit to Liverpool because I guess some, some of the people on, on our end Kind of forgot that we were playing Liverpool, <laughs> and so it was like it, that's why they're the top club in Europe. They they can they have players that can make plays that not not many can do, and and they just you just got to give credit where credit's due, and and they you know eked out a, a close one, and I'm kind I think you're kind of used to that. I know from this season you guys have been winning matches at the at the you know at the in stoppage time or at the last minute so yeah yeah, i was gonna ask you like how is is how how's your heart doing or how's your 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 heart rate level doing when when you see these type of matches since uh you know liverpool's been a part of them mostly or most for most of them this season yeah you know i wouldn't mind a few more clean sheets to be honest (laughs) Uh, we, we've been winning, so I can't complain that much, but it, it always seems like we do it in the hardest way possible. I mean, like I said, it always feels like we, we are going to find a way, you know, even if it's 85 minutes, 90 minutes into a match, you're like, they're going to get it somehow. It's, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd much prefer three goals in the first half and let it just be done, especially because, you know, it'd be nice if some of our players could get a break, you know, get to get taken off at 60 or whatever. And save those legs because we have so many matches coming up and just, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's great. Like I can't, I can't complain. I have PTSD from previous seasons. So this like winning, I almost feel like I'm in a dream or something. Like, I can't believe this is actually happening. It, it doesn't even feel real to be honest with you, but I love it. So one last question before we go and I'll ask, uh, I know you're not familiar with, with the club Monterey or the Mex, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Mexican league, but mm-hmm. like just this, I guess just this from this match, like what's your one takeaway from, from our club? Because I think we were getting nice gestures from, from other Liverpool supporters that I saw on Twitter. Like, like you said, you weren't expecting that type of match. Mm-hmm. And I was, like I said, I was listening to the, to the audio uh, call on, on talk sport and, and they were calling, you know, the club or the squad, a uh, hardy lads, especially in that first, or that, inter- that, uh, that first half or not that first half, but that uh, halftime, I was hearing what they were saying. Yeah. They were saying hardy lads. Um, 
they were like they didn't expect this type of performance. They were saying, like you were saying, like Monterey was the better the better squad in that in that first half. So I just kind of want to ask, you know, what's your one takeaway from facing Monterey that you didn't know about, or you know, you were just impressed. Uh, extremely disciplined. I think that's what I would say. That the defense, especially, but uh, you guys clearly had a game plan. You know, it was the the long balls, which really worked well, obviously. Um, they got around us again and again and again. And I think it's because we didn't have Van Dyke or any like big center backs back there to really get those headers. And you saw the game plan and you just kept doing it. And it was effective and it should have scored you a couple goals. And then on the other hand, you had you know those last ditch saves, those pitch perfect tackles, you know, to to, to stop to stop Sala, to stop Oxlade Chamberlain, uh, to stop Kaita. And uh, it was just, yeah, you could just see the, the level of discipline of like, we've trained for this, we've practiced over and over again, the confidence that they were like throwing themselves into tackles with. And, you know, it's like, as I, I'm sure you know, when, when you see a tackle like that, you're like, come on, yellow, yellow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it was perfect, damn it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, that that's what I would say. It was, um, I mean, I would put like take that team in that uh, that form, like that one game, because that's honestly all I have to go by. Mm-hmm. And I would put them, you know, at least top ten in the Premier League, I and mean, you they maybe even better because uh, that that kind of like that kind of defense and that kind of discipline, uh, I think, would do really well in the English in the English league. Yeah, no, that 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 warms my heart hearing that. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming on and doing this um, for the second time. I don't know when we'll be able to talk this type of uh, matchup, yeah, which is why I kind of love the Club World Cup a little bit. And I know they're kind of trying to expand it. It's just for it's just has that weird nostalgia where it's like, you know, you're, you're facing teams or you're facing clubs that a you never thought of. Or B, you, you never dreamt of one of the two, yeah. um, and it's and, and it's not in FIFA or not in a video game. It's it's in real life, and 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 like uh, it's gonna like Rogelio Funes Mori. He scored his 100th goal for for us for the club, mm-hmm. and it was against Liverpool. So that's like you know he's probably gonna. It, it's only one goal, but it's probably gonna be something he remembers, and he he'll never let it down. And I'm pretty sure he'll. Uh, rub his brother, you know, he'll tell his brother, he's gonna gonna rub it in his brother's chest, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, like, I just, I guess, like, uh, this is the last question, but it's just, what is your thought now that you're like in the final for the club world cup? Like, what's your thoughts overall in general on, on, you know, on this uh tournament? I think it was really fun to be able to play it. We just see the same teams over and over and over again, and it's it almost just. I don't know. It, it, I won't say it gets boring because it never really gets boring, but it's like, okay, now we're playing Spurs. Okay, we're playing Chelsea again and again and again. And so it really was interesting to get to uh, experience something completely new with players that I was entirely unfamiliar with, with that I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't know how you guys were going to set up. I didn't know what what your style was going to be like. So being able to watch it and just be surprised was really entertaining. Um, it also made it much more nerve wracking, but it worked out for me anyway. <laughs> um, well, and yeah, and now we get to be in a final and that's always fun. I guess I'll just ask you this since, since you're already here. What's your prediction uh, for that final against Flamengo? 
Gosh, I guess it depends on if Van Dyke is is better. If if he if Virgil Van Dyke is there, then I think Klopp plays his best possible eleven. I think, uh, you know, I think the usual Mane, Firmino, Salah uh, front three goes in. We've got Van Dyke and Gomez then in the defense, and I think that there's no stopping us. But that that entirely depends on depends on uh, yeah. how he's feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if we've got, if we've got, a, if they're a full, you know, a full team of the, our best 11, I, I don't think we'll have any problems. Well, Stephanie, I really do appreciate you coming on again and just recapping this entire match. But um, anything else you want to plug in? Uh, I know uh, some Monterey supporters are Liverpool supporters. We actually have a, they actually, there's actually a store called Liverpool, I think, of, uh, in Monterey. So oh, there's really? like some memes. Yes, I will send you them. They're funny. Um, uh, so, yeah. Uh, anything you want to plug in? Uh, well, if you are interested in Liverpool, then uh, liverpooloffside.sbnation.com is where I write. We have a really fun uh, active community in the comments and uh, we like new people so it would be great if you uh, if any of your listeners wanted to stop by and chat uh, otherwise I'm on Twitter at, at epic underscore skyline and I'm always happy to talk soccer uh, anytime you want <laughs> all right uh, so for Stephanie I'm Eddie uh, we'll chat soon <laughs> <laughs>